Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Under new proposals going before Cabinet today, all renters will only be required to supply a deposit and a month's rent when signing a tenancy agreement and the total value will not be allowed to exceed the value of two months' rent. Under the new regulations, which the government plans to have passed into law by the summer... Landlords will no longer be allowed to demand multiples of monthly rent amounts up front. The Cabinet will also extend the current COVID-19 protections for renters. Those who have been negatively impacted by the pandemic will see their protections extended beyond the 12th of July. It is understood that the protections will be extended for another six months beyond July until 12th of January 2022. Uh, The measures would uh, protect those who are at most at risk and the most vulnerable from possible 8% rent increases. The rent protection legislation brought in last August replaced the initial temporary measures which prevented evictions and rent increases for tenants in financial difficulty during the pandemic. The protections currently in place only apply to renters who have fallen into rent arrears and it gives them 28 days to pay owed rent before they can be evicted. Uh, Rent increases for workers who are on the pandemic unemployment payment or temporary wage subsidy scheme are also banned. And uh, uh, any tenant financially negatively impacted by the pandemic and finding themselves in rent arrears will be protected from eviction as well as any rent increases up until the legislation end date. Are you with me so far? There's a good bit in this. Uh, The measures can be only applied in circumstances uh, where self declaration from the tenant is sent confirming that they cannot pay their rent due to the financial impact of COVID-19 and the landlord can still serve a valid notice of termination after the 28-day warning notice for rent arrears has expired. However, the tenant will not have to vacate their accommodation before the new date and the tenant must give uh, uh, must be given at least 90 days notice. Also, the landlord cannot increase the rent until the new date in January under the new measures. Now, in a couple of minutes, I'm going to speak to spokesperson of the Irish Property Owners Association, Margaret McCormick. Uh, but before I do that, I want to ask what you think about these measures. I want to know if you think landlords are getting a raw deal here. Now, don't get your back up just yet. I know there's a lot of people who want to bash landlords, but at the end of the day, there are a lot of landlords around this country. And uh, without them, well, we'd have an unusual situation. So are they getting unfairly punished here? Essentially, they won't be able to uh, take more than two months' rent when letting a property, uh, may not be able to evict the tenant for not being able to pay the rent, and won't be allowed to increase the rent of their property for a certain amount of time. Do you agree with that? Maybe you're a renter and completely agree with these proposed measures, or maybe you're a landlord who has an issue with this. I'd love to hear from you today. 087-188-0008 is the text or WhatsApp number. But I'm joined right now by Margaret McCormick of the Irish Property Owners Association. Good afternoon to you, Margaret. Good afternoon. Uh, So your reaction to this then, Margaret, what do you think? There's so much there that it's very hard to actually concentrate in one piece. Sure. Well, how about we start? I suppose there's there's three things, really. There's the capping of the deposits. Let's start on that. Uh, right. So essentially that it can only be or will only be uh, one month's rent, a deposit on one month's rent, essentially. Right. That's fundamentally flawed because the legislation takes two months to serve the notices if rent isn't paid. So there's no fairness in that at all. A landlord in that situation, the landlord... Has, takes the financial risk in letting the property and it's, it's them th- that will take the fall. So the government can decide somebody only pays a certain amount uh, of it, mm-hmm. but the government isn't coming along and saying, we'll pay instead. Mm-hmm. So, so they're, they're 
bringing into something in place that is, is, is fundamentally unfair. And it's protecting the tenants, but they're not, they're not protecting the landlords from the loss. It's not fair and equitable. And the result of, of something like that ends up inevitably being that, that a landlord loses, uh, loses badly because it can take about 18 months to go through the process uh, with the mm-hmm. OTB. And that process is the, is the process that the state has put in place. Like it's our legislators who put that in place. And they very slow, very uh, difficult to get a non-paying tenant out of a property. And it's not a question of affordability in some, some of these cases because there's rent supplement and there's the housing assistance payment. So, so the state has uh, mechanisms for people that have a problem. So we have a situation where we can have somebody that, that, that doesn't want to pay their rent mm-hmm. and is protected by the state. And the landlord isn't protected by the state. So it is uh, fundamentally wrong. And, I mean, and back to, to the, it being one month's deposit. I mean, if, if one month's rent is not paid, there is no deposit there. And when you look at some of the other countries in, 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 uh, around the world, they, they do, uh, and Germany, three months deposit. Mm-hmm. Holland, three months deposit. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's situations here that like, there's, there's, there has to be fair play and there isn't any more. Okay, but, like but, 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 but the three months deposit, uh, do we know what the average uh, deposit would be or what the average rent would be in those countries you mentioned? Because if we're to take the average rent in Ireland and it's, you know, ballpark figure 1,500, some, some houses at this point going up to 2,000, 2,500 for your average semi-D. So if you were to put down a deposit of 2,500 plus two months rent, you're into an impossibility there uh, for anyone yeah. who's renting. No, but, but we're not actually saying that that has to be the deposit. What we're saying is it's up to an individual landlord to decide how much the deposit okay. they charge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we've, we've, we've got situations where people have been badly burned. The last tenants uh, left owing maybe 15,000 plus left substantial damage. You never get it back. We surveyed our members uh, in November 19 and 71% of them got nothing back at the end of the process. Not a penny. Mm-hmm. 29% got some. None of them received the amount awarded to them. Not one of, our, of the members that we surveyed sure. received the amount of the award. So it, it's, it's, all it does is, is lengthens out. And the state doesn't come in and say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do something here or we'll allow something. Or There's nothing there. It, the loss is borne by the individual left yeah, in the property. I, I, so, so and the, the financial f- risk is there. So the fear for, for landlords is that this is essentially giving people the licence to uh, not pay their rent, even though they may, they may do that. And I, I would imagine that that's not in 90% of cases, but I'm sure it happens in a minority of cases where if people see this as a bit of a license to do it they'll do it even if they can pay they won't pay do you find some of your members are, are suffering that there is yeah there's, there's always a percentage and, and like you said most tenants are brilliant they're grand yeah. they pay mm-hmm. their rent most landlords are great they they provide good quality accommodation so there's a minority and instead we're making laws for minorities that, that's what we seem to be doing all the time bringing in something um, for the minorities and there is everybody else got protected some way with COVID I mean, tenants got protected, business got protected, landlords didn't. All, all they've done is extend and bring in more rules. And honestly, landlords in this country need to be congratulated. They worked with their tenants. They gave forbearance. They were patient around situations. They gave them information around applying for rent supplement if they had a situation that they couldn't pay. Uh, some of them gave rent forgiveness. People were able to leave. Uh, so th- there was so much done around the country and an awful lot of people. That, I mean, landlords understand it's a tough situation, but, but remember that landlords are also in the same boat. Mm-hmm. They're the same. They're, they're, <laughs> for a lot of them, are on the PUP as well. Their jobs uh, changed and were difficult or went. So, so it's, 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 
it's fair play that we need, and we we don't get it. I mean, they're they're going to they're looking here at putting protection in without putting any protection in for the landlord who takes a financial risk. Mm-hmm. So the long and short of something like this is is more landlords leave the sector, and all of the good tenants out there, and there's an awful lot of them, uh, will have less choice of accommodation and more difficulty finding it. So rather than than supporting a situation uh, and and increasing supply. Everything they're doing is causing more people to vacate out of the sector. And long term, it's, it just doesn't, you know, okay, it just and, doesn't and, work. And what about the case for students, for example, who are trying to rent a property and they've been told that they have to do three, four months of rent? Uh, so it's, it's basically putting them out of the market altogether. They just cannot get a property. And if someone texts in here, it refers no, to no. my previous point about uh, Germany and the other countries you mentioned that the average there, the ballpark figure is about 700 a month, not 800 or 1,800 like Dublin. So you just cannot compare them like with like. Right. There's some things you can't compare like with like, but you also can't compare the cost of provision of accommodation in Ireland versus Germany and also the taxation system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've got a tenant that's paying a thousand euros, 500 of that is going back to the state. Straight off, the landlord's not getting it, the state's getting it. So they need to actually look at the situation. And if you buy a property in Germany and you let it and keep it for 10 years, you don't sure. pay capital gains tax. So here the state is taking absolutely, it, it, it's punishing landlords on one side all the time through everything and, and increasing um, rights for tenants without actually dealing with the situation in, in, in a you know in a manner that actually is, is fair. I'm it's it's just kind of it's a crazy situation. Okay, do you I mean, think the taxation is not? Okay, do you think there should be a ceiling though uh, for rent, for example? So you have like I, I've I, I mean anecdotally I've heard from people uh, who are in properties and it's just suddenly lashed up by five six hundred quid and uh, they're, they're sort of forced out of their property. Yeah. And there seems to be well, no yeah. reg- regulation in that, in that regard. I know there are some uh, bits of regulation in there with regards to yeah. rent pressure zones and so on. But yeah. I'm just wondering, do you think there should be a ceiling? Should there be a fairness to that? Well, I think that that if you start bringing in ceilings, it's very difficult. Are you going to? Are we going to bring in a ceiling on the price of property? Full stop. Buy mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, from one side, I mean, if you were looking at a landlord uh, buying something uh, in an apartment and and they were looking at trying to get a yield of four percent, a four percent yield isn't unreasonable. But with the taxation situation here and the the, the costs of around the, the provision of the accommodation, so if you if you buy a property that's that's um, Three hundred thousand, you, you know, and you're looking for four percent return. You've all of the costs of, of of servicing the mortgages and everything else around it, but as well as that, you've got the the taxation costs. So fifty percent of the uh, of of the income goes back to the state. You've obviously got to pay your service charges and all of the other items around it. So it it is ex- really expensive to provide accommodation. It, no, um, I, I, I understand that, Mark. We, we, we cannot, you know, buy, market, but we but we yeah. cannot be naive to 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 not realise that there are a lot of an, uh, landlords taking the mickey as well with regards to how much they're charging, and they're just letting the the whole market. Um, uh, just dictate the price, uh, uh, but, but, and it's not yeah, just based mar- on how much they can scrape through uh, to rent the property with regards to taxes and so on. They're making a good profit on it. Yeah, the, the market needs to be, it's the supply and demand, and that's what you're looking at. So we need a market that makes it attractive for people to invest. And that if, we get a, if we get that sort of market in place and it makes sense for landlords to invest, I mean, you can invest in any asset class if you're an investor. So you're, you're looking at making the private rental sector a good candidate for investment. And then we will have a surplus of accommodation in and automatically supply and demand uh, levels, rents 
across the board. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what you, that's what you need. I mean, they brought in rent pressure zones here. Five years they've got people that are substantially below market rent still stuck substantially below market rent. Some of them not covering their costs. So five years of somebody being told that that you have to provide the accommodation, you have to meet rigorous standards, uh, housing standards, you have to ensure compliance with all the legislation around it, and at the same time, uh, you're not allowed to to charge the same rent as another person is in the property next door. Like this, fundamentally, the whole thing is wrong. Okay, hugely wrong. Well, look, I'm going to wrap it up and and take some callers on. I do appreciate your time, Margaret, but to sum up, you do think that landlords are getting a raw deal on this, uh, that it's more difficult than maybe people believe it is, and uh, that this, in some way, will give licence to a small minority of people uh, who will take advantage of the fact that they cannot be evicted, that they may not have to pay the rent, uh, and so on and so forth. Listen, Margaret, I appreciate your time today. Thanks a million. Thank you. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. That's uh, Margaret McCormick from the Irish Property Owners Association. What do you think? Maybe you're a renter yourself and you completely disagree with that uh, and you think that the rights are, uh, well, maybe that they're finally coming on board for the tenants, but certainly that they haven't been there uh, for quite a long time. I have rented all over the years. Uh, thankfully uh, I have my own property now I feel very very lucky to have my own property because I think it must be very very stressful if you're trying to get on that ladder as they call it and it's just so difficult it's not that you don't have the uh, the money it's just that you cannot simply get a property which is just bizarre but we are where we are um, but you know Margaret does mention about uh, I suppose we're talking about three things here essentially uh, based on this bill uh, or these proposals going to cabinet today that's capping deposits so Margaret is saying that you know it's not as unfair to cap deposits which is being uh, suggested that it can only be a deposit plus one month's rent. She reckons that it should be up to the landlord to decide how much they want to take in pre-renting out the property. That's what she thinks. That's what uh, the Irish Property Owners Association thinks. Um, in uh, relation to extending the ban uh, on rent increases uh, increases as well, a lot of landlords will think that's unfair. That again, the market should decide if it's their property, they should decide uh, how much they put the rent up by. Uh, that there should be no ceiling. As Margaret said, well, what do you do? Do you put a ceiling on the uh, cost of a home? Uh, do we put a cap on everything? Uh, so it's a dangerous zone to go down in their opinion and uh, also uh, what else have we got? We've got the extension on the eviction ban as well uh, which irks a lot of landlords because they reckon people will take advantage and I'm sure I'm sure that probably is a difficult situation for landlords uh, around the country. I'm sure there are completely genuine people uh, who are on the PUP or have been financially affected uh, by COVID and find themselves in a very difficult situation where they can't pay the rent. And I do think those people uh, should be uh, helped out. And, and, and it's up to us and up to the state to help those people out, uh, considering we've had a natural pandemic. However, I'm sure there are also plenty of scenarios where there are tenants who are just taking the mickey altogether. Uh, and that they see this as, as taking advantage and maybe, uh, you know, causing damage to the property, may not be very good tenants, uh, but the landlord is kind of snookered because they can't really evict them. Um, well, certainly not as easy as they could beforehand. So look, there's a lot in this. Uh, 87 188 is the number uh, if you want to get in touch or if you want to give us a call, it's uh, 0818942105. I'm going to go to Selena in Cork. Uh, good afternoon to you, Selena. How are you? Hi, Mike. How are you? Not too bad at all. Okay, you don't think uh, that Margaret or the other landlords around the country are living in the real world? Well, with the utmost respect, um, at the moment, Cork is absolutely horrendous for Mm -hmm. renting. Um, Just briefly, um, we have, um, not all, 
but uh, a percentage of landlords across this country at this moment that are charging from 1800 to mm-hmm. 2400 mm-hmm. Now, Dublin naturally being number one city and Cork second, um, I know people that were paying €700 Euro renting probably six years ago. Mm-hmm. It, the same house is now being rented for 2200 Yeah, crazy prices. Absolutely crazy prices. And as you say, now, it's the same in Dublin and same in Galway and all cities yes. around the country. Yes. Now, wages have not gone up. Wages mm-hmm. have actually gone down. Job security has gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you weigh it up, if a landlord comes on, no matter where they're living at the moment, well, we say Dublin and Cork may be, Galway may be more expensive, and they're saying, well, actually, I have a mortgage and I have to justify this, justify that. Where does it stop? Surely a mortgage is not more than 900 to 1200 per month. Mm-hmm. So where... Are they getting 2,400? Well, Mar- Mar- Margaret's talking about taxation and various costs that have to be uh, taken on by the landlord and that it all basically means they kind of break even or just earn that little bit of profit. I, I think there are a lot of landlords in this country who are earning a nice, tidy sum. Um, 100% and taking advantage of loopholes and all that. Um, and, and, and I've seen it as well. I've seen properties uh, and, and landlords taking the mickey, even during the pandemic and the height of the pandemic, uh, renting it out to Airbnb and all this. And I know there are rules that a landlord technically has to be in situ in the house, but that's not happening. Uh, but anyway, look, there's, there's landlords. We, we can't paint them all with gold either. No, no, we can't. And, and the last thing I want to say is this. We have houses across Cork at the moment and there's six and seven people in them just to pay the 2400 mm-hmm. First, danger for COVID. Mm-hmm. Second, their mental health. A lot mm-hmm. of working from home. But they have nowhere to live. Um, they have careers. They're not being paid enough. They need a roof over their heads. And yet what we need is more independent bodies, thresholds, PTRB. We need more independent bodies that are actually saying, OK, this is a complaint. We are actually going to contact the landlord here. We're going to check out the property because agencies are not doing it. Mm-hmm. Agencies are getting a profit. They're not checking properties. They're not checking how many people are in. They're getting money themselves. But there's nobody actually <coughs> patrolling. Is that worse? There's nobody actually patrolling this. The, oh, I, 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 I understand. I'm just looking at uh, one of the uh, housing websites here. Um, I, I've just honed in on Cork, so just to, to, to see what you're talking about. And I can see here that the ballpark probably for a two-bed apartment in Cork, what are we right in saying between 1500 uh, to €2,000? That'll be for a two-bed apartment at least. At least. Yeah, uh, at we're least. looking at... Um, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, one of the highest costing ones at the moment I can see is about 1900 That's for a three bed. Uh, that is in Bali Fahan. Um, what else have we got? We got Montanotti. We got 1550. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, it's in around that. Then there's one there for a two bed, uh, for 2200 Uh, that's in Bishopstown. I mean. So, so, yeah, it's, I mean, and so, okay, so you take that 2200 one. Uh, so if you want to rent that property then as a young person and, uh, uh, and landlords are suggesting that you should do deposit. Now, she says a deposit doesn't necessarily have to be the rent. Right, fair enough. I always thought the deposit usually was one month's rent. But anyway, let's say it is one month's rent. Uh, and so, so now you're on 4,400 for the deposit plus the one month's rent. And if we're to go like Germany and take three, four months, uh, well, you're into, you know, I, I don't know where you're going to get that money. No. You no, know, to, 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 it's a, a small... In their 30s or in their late 20s, out of college, trying to start off. I mean, I'm lucky that I didn't have that pressure, you mm-hmm. know, when I married and had children. And now my both children are in college. But what I'm saying is, going forward, our younger generation, 
they don't need this on their mental health. Well, Where are they going to live? So if, if there were, by the way, if just, just to calculate that, if it was four months, that'd be 8,800 that you would have to have up front. However, then on, you know, from the landlord's perspective, I suppose when it comes to your one month being over and then you take the mickey and don't pay and then there's problems evicting you and you're saying, well, I'm on the PUP and I can't and I have a letter and all this. In fairness, the landlord then starts to suffer. So there has to be some balance here as well. I think there needs to be an independent body and I think the PTRB and Threshold, um, it's just not enough at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's just not enough. We we need an independent body because you've landlords saying A, B and C. You've got some tenants are excellent, others maybe not, but it's not being patrolled. It's just, it's no good saying we're charging 2-4 and, you know, we're actually now upping it again because the cost of living and COVID, that's, it's just, it's just not doable. It's, it's not viable for a young generation. All right. Well, listen, Selena, I appreciate your call today. Take care. Okay. And thank you. All nice the best. Bye bye. Give us a call 087 We'd love to hear from you today. Uh, we're talking about uh, these proposals uh, being put forward uh, in Cabinet today, uh, to Cabinet today, about um, essentially capping uh, the amount of a deposit that you can uh, ask for, a landlord can ask for, um, a capping of re- uh, uh, prevention of rent increases as well. Uh, until January 2022 because of the whole pandemic thing. Um, And I just want to see what you think because uh, Margaret was on earlier on um, speaking uh, on behalf of landlords and saying that landlords kind of get a raw deal in all of this, uh, that it's very difficult for them when they rent out a property and they don't get their money and, you know, people blame it on... um, COVID and, and, and having financial difficulty and then they find it difficult to evict that person and now they're being told well you know you can only ask for a deposit plus one month's rent that'll be the next thing and that's unfair because you know once the one month rent is over and that person decides not to pay the landlord is kind of snookered so what do you reckon do you actually feel sorry for landlords I know there's a lot of landlord bashing in this country but you know you can't think of all landlords as having the 10 or 11 properties around the country you have to think of that person who has the one extra property that they have as their pen or whatever uh, and they're losing a ton of money on it what do you reckon 87 8 is the number we're back in a couple of minutes time now you're very welcome back it is Mike Hogan in for Niall today uh, 87 is the number as always we're talking about these new proposals going before cabinet today that all renters will only be required to supply a deposit uh, and a month's rent when signing a tenancy agreement and the total value will not be allowed to exceed the value of two months rent that is what's being proposed. Also a cap on rent until uh, January. Um, and also, uh, what else have we got? The cap on, uh, the uh, the capping of deposits, the extending uh, the ban on rent increases and uh, extension on the eviction ban as well uh, for those affected by uh, COVID-19. Uh, those financially and in the most vulnerable situation. Uh, so we want to go to Anne. You're live on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, Anne? Hi, Mike. How's it going? I'm all right, thank you. What do you think, Anne? Are you a renter or a landlord or in between? I'm just actually after finishing renting for 25 years. I've oh, been wow. For okay. 25 years. Yeah, I just bought a house. Brilliant. So good good on you. Yeah. Delighted. Took a couple of years, but yeah. So we just left a property that was the absolute pit ever. Ah. Um, and um, it was a nightmare with the land. There's mould dripping off the walls, rats in the downstairs toilet. Oh, my goodness. Rentals. 
Yeah, twelve hundred a month, and um, it's actually for sale now. I'm like, oh god, oh I'm my sorry goodness. for the person. Yeah, you, 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 you just want to warn the person. Well, I suppose if they buy it, at least they have the uh, the rights well, to change it up. He over it, yeah, but he would have just painted over it because when we were there the first year, it was like really cold and we couldn't heat it, and then the second year, the mold started seeping through the paint, and then the third year, it was like Jesus, this is like something out of a horror movie. Yeah, and how long were you there? Uh, we were there for four years. Wow, four years. And was yeah. that, w- would you have gone if you had the choice? We had to go. I had to move. We had to move in with my mother. It got so bad. Oh, it got so I bad. Actually, you did. I actually had to have a, a bronchoscopy in hospital and everything over it. Oh, my goodness. Not, because of the mold. Because the mold was so bad. My little boy was really sick as well. And we, we kind of thought it was the mold, but we had nowhere to go. Um, and we said it to him so many times like, will you, do you ever think of insulating the house? He's like, no, too, too expensive. Um, he put the rent down and then he said, we had no deal and he wanted to do it under the counter and oh God, he's the absolute The, the whole thing was, a, it was it was an awful, awful situation. Awful, yeah. Um, so, well, well, look, I mean, having someone who has rented for 25 years, that's a long time to have I rented, know, all right. So how many, how many properties would you have been in over those 25 years? Oh God, like maybe 10, more than 10 a year if that would have been in Australia. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, probably over 10, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's a, there's a couple of them are nice, but they all come down to the same thing at the end. I had landlords going around with, like, you know, flash lamps, flash lamps you know, saying, is that a hairline crack um, on the tile in the hall beside the, behind the door? Uh, your deposit's not going to cover me ripping up all those tiles and replacing them. And I'm like, for what, a hairline crack behind the front door that no one can see? Yeah. Well, it's not going to match and I'm not going to get a tile to fit in there, so I'll have to take them all up. You know what, so, I just think it's an income bred out of desperation, really. Yeah. Desperation of people who are, like, desperate for a property. Yeah, I, and they're, I, I, they're rolling, they're rubbing their hands together for the money is what they're yeah, doing. Look, so I, 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 on I, now is what I, I say. Yeah, I, look, I have to, I, yeah, I, I mean, so I, I, I'm like yourself, I've been, no, you're okay, you're angry, I get that. But I, I'm <laughs> a little, uh, well, we were a little nomad, nomadic like yourself. Uh, yeah. We used to be in so many different uh, rental properties over the years. For the most part, I felt we had decent enough landlords. I always hated yeah. having a landlord, a to be honest okay with you. We had a few okay as well. We had a few okay as well. Like, yeah, right. yeah. And, and the, for the most part, they're, they're absolutely fine. We we one scenario where we were, um, which was an absolute disaster, and that's when we had to get onto all the various organisations and so on. Um, yeah, I, I don't reported know this guy to the PRTB and everything, or whoever it is, because yeah. I sent them photographs of the mould while we were living there. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we never wrote to him about it, which I found out all these legal jargon of you have to write him a letter. So yeah, he there, there the is. About them all. I didn't know that. Yeah, we but were just the, talking I mean, to him personally. Like. But but the, but the, but there are groups you can go to get help, and they are very good, and they will advise you. And and you 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 know you you you're not on your own. You do have rights as a tenant, but just people don't really uh, understand that they do. I suppose. But um, the thing is, is you do have rights, and and everyone says like I have a very good friend who works the, who's in like a, a, a political party was saying, you know, you need to say this, and I said, but that's easy for you to say because like then I have nowhere to go because then this guy, what he's going to do is say. Well, I'm selling the property, aren't I? But yeah, well, that, uh, that, and that's exactly what happened to us. We, well, our one bad experience was we moved into a property, and a month into it, we had literally just finished moving our stuff in, and we got a letter to say that the property was being sold, uh, and that we had twice. to vacate. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it, the, the stress of it uh, yeah, was the shocking. Stress. Ha- I was actually at a viewing, Mike. I'll just tell you this one. I was at yeah. a viewing one time because we were so desperate to get out of this house, and there was fifty people queuing to view the house, and the estate agent was standing there chatting to people, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And 
a, a Polish woman ahead of me started bawling, crying to the estate agent. She's like, I have nowhere to go. I have two children. I'm really good. I've got a full-time job, like in her broken English. And my eyes were welling up behind her. I thought, Jesus, this is like, this is awful. You know, we were all queuing up to, you know, yeah. this is in Cork as well, like, yeah. to, say our, to say our piece to the estate agent to beg her to give us the property. He hardly gave, you know, her, the, he hardly gave her the property, did he? No, well, she, I was behind her while she was crying. Yeah. And everyone was going in and out and, oh. Yeah, no, it it's desperate. I, listen, I, 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 it's, it's a carbon copy of what happened a few years ago when we were in the in the market to get a property. The exact same thing happened. There were queues and uh, you're almost pleading with the estate agent, like, please yeah, give me this. Yeah, please, please let me, yeah, please let me give you 300,000 yeah. euro. Please let me give you 400,000 euro. So it's, 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 it has to be the only, um, is it? Yeah, it is the only uh, sort of sale uh, you will ever, or only potential purchase that you will yeah. ever have to beg someone to make the purchase. But uh, our landlord so it's, was it's bumping a, our rent up. Like when we moved in, um, it, it it had been eight hundred euro because I met the the previous tenant called for his post, and he said, "Oh, how much are you paying? We're having a good old you know chin wag about the landlord. Like, uh, do we need to know anything?" And he was hesitant to say, tell me stuff. I said, mm. "Look, there have been rats in the house." I was like. I just unpacked my stuff. Yeah. I said, okay. Yeah. And I have two small kids. Yeah, look, and I get that. And, and there are so many uh, 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 yeah. horrendous situations like that. I think the month's deposit is enough. And I think capping the rent as well is enough because, do you know what? They're rolling in it now. I don't care how much tax. Okay, but what, but what They're about, Anne? Like, but what, what about if you come upon a situation where you get a second property and you think, right, you know, uh, maybe you, I don't, you have a partner or whatever. Like an accidental landlord, maybe? No, but let's, let's say you're You're the par- only people I actually kind of have any sympathy for. I have no sympathy for a person who's buying two and three houses and seeing how many people he can throw so, under so, the so, stairs. So, so you would begrudge someone having a second property? Um, no, I mean, I just think like, isn't it such, a, it's an awful business though, people are desperate, people are crying, people are begging to you, what joy were you going to get out of that? You're bankrolling it in, like what joy are you going to get out of people being miserable, you know, crying you. But Anne, I think if you have a second property and you let it out and you're good to your tenants. You could be, but not a Okay, but you earn a few quid off it because that's the whole point of it. You don't just let it out for no though. reason. I know that. I know, but I'm not okay, the but, other side of it. But, but let's miserable. say, let's say, I don't know, let's say you have a second property and, and you swear I was talking about myself here. I don't I know, have. I've barely got I, one house no, 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 no. I just moved and, in. I've been saving for and, years. I don't have a second property, but it, <laughs> okay. has, it, has, it has come up in, our, well, I actually rent at the moment. We have a complicated situation. We rent, we, we, we rent it in Galway and we have a, have a house in Dublin. However, yeah. if I, it has been a conversation in our household because I don't have a pension plan in place that, that that's your pension. maybe yeah. we should, maybe we should get a property and that would become my pension. So like, I don't think I, I don't think anyone should begrudge me doing that. I'd never know, cream off it and, 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 and put it are up. Are you jumping from 800 euro to 2,500 no. and no. putting that's a bunk bed? No, but, no, but I don't like think, I don't think it's a problem. Bunkers, like. I don't think it's a problem that if your mortgage in the place is say what 1300 uh, and taxes and charges or whatever brings you let's say to 15 that you couldn't ask for what 17 no 18 is that mean it's, so much, it's just so much though it's so much like we're in Ireland where do you think we are like Boston in, in some high rise <laughs> flipping 40 story 20 hotels no, who get... do we think we are notions like okay hang on Anne, hang on I want to take Owen in on this Owen you're live in Ireland's classic it's how are you Owen not too bad for an old flip boy. How are things with yourself? Yeah, I'm all right, Owen. What's your opinion on this? We're talking about everything rent, really. The rent caps, the ban on evictions until January for people financially affected by COVID. What do you think, Owen? Well, 
do you know, I, I was delighted you someone else from Cork on first, you know, because yeah. it's so often the Dublin problem, right? Yeah, but well. Like, if you look online today, The na- nationwide in problem Cork, now. Yeah. There's 200 houses for sale under 200,000, and I don't think you'd have that in Dublin. And I, I agree with the ban on evictions, but something nobody has mentioned Right, except from a negative point of view, going away and rants about landlords. Mm-hmm. At the moment, there is a shortage of housing. Yeah, right, and there is a lot of people looking for it, and you know, people are looking for a high spec house. That's the modern standard now. I'm sure that there is awful places out there at the moment. Yeah, but nobody's done like. These moves are coming in to make it easier for people who need social housing to get housing, mm-hmm. right? So what's happening there, and people describe queues to view properties, mm-hmm. right? So what's going to happen is when people are shown properties, if they can't get a kind of a rent that would cover, if they can't get a deposit that would cover serious damage, like say to make the misfortune of renting out to some domestic abuse couple and he comes back from the pub, langers and he wrecks the gas. Mm-hmm. Right? right? A month's okay. rent isn't going to cover the kitchen. It's not going to cover the bathroom. Not all. What's actually going to happen is landlords are going to get more picky as they have been over the last number of years. Picky. Yeah, you're right. Looking they are picky. Looking for references. Yeah. Looking for references. Looking if for proof of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Like, a lot of people aren't aware that those who have been convicted of a felony, unless they declare it under house insurance, you have no insurance. Uh-huh. If anyone has been to prison and you rent a house to them, you have no insurance on that. Okay. Zero I, insurance. I, I, I understand. And, you, I, 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 one, I, I, sorry, I just want to hone in on that point. To the point. Okay. I'm just coming to this point. No. Go ahead, go ahead. So what's going to happen is there will be viewings on and there'll be 50 people calling, as described by a previous caller. And there'll be those who need a social housing. Mm-hmm. And there'll be fellas showing up in football shirts and tattoos with the jailbird dot under their eye. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be three women show up in business suits. Who are you going to choose? Yeah. Who are you going to choose? Yeah, They're look, doing I, that anyway. Uh, They're doing that anyway. But, but, but I know, but Anne, his point is that if there's going to be a cap on how much you, how much a landlord can take on, uh, as yeah. in they're, they're saying a deposit plus one month's rent, that'll be the cap, that's all you can do. What Owen is saying is, well then, if that's the case, it's going to be more vetting of tenants rather than getting the guy in the football shirt of the person you think, mm, I don't know if they're a great tenant. Suddenly they're going, well, hey, mister, I'm giving you five months rent. So you are safe for five months of that property uh, uh, rental from me. Uh, do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe yeah. it's, it's, it balances like, itself out at the end a, of the day. A, a very small bathroom would cost you in terms of toiling, plumber, electrician, shower, shower cubicle and all that is yeah. 10 grand. So are you going to take a punt on a tenant on a newly renovated house or will you be thinking, on oh, football, you know, I wouldn't rent to them yeah, but it's, because it, of this. Yeah. So, well, it's actually counterproductive to those that it's trying to help. Okay. Are you, are you, are you a landlord your cell phone? I don't know. What the government have to actually do with these problem tenants, 
you know, the people who just cannot get a house or have been evicted from loads house, they have to build social housing. They have to build, build big, huge social housing estates all over the country. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that they're going to solve it. And so what if friends come down? But that's what's needed. All right, OK. Like, well, listen, I, listen I, oh, and I, I, I'm sort of running short on time here, but I take your point. I, I understand what you're saying. And Anne, I think you take his point as well. Uh, but you're certainly not in favour of landlords, Anne. You think... You you think that basically uh, there, there there should be some form of free for all land because nobody should have a second property and if they do it should be just whatever rate to pay for the mortgage. Anne, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I just think that uh, um, it's just a miserable kind of business, really. That's all. I can't kind of get my to grips with it. You know, I mean, if the government provided more housing for people, more affordable housing for people, you wouldn't have landlords charging, you know. Twenty five hundred euro mm-hmm. for a stupid dive, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, listen, uh, Anne, I appreciate your call. I do have to take a break, but I appreciate sure. that. And Owen as well. If you want to get in touch, oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. I'd be interested to know what kind of ridiculous prices uh, or rates you have paid uh, for your property or are paying for your property, and very interested to know how much uh, you've been asked for insofar as a deposit um, because I, I, in my naivety and I have rented for many many years but it has always been a deposit which is always I've just assumed that it was one month's rent the deposit and another month's rent and the first month's rent on top of that so essentially you're paying double the rent to get into the property that's what I have always done uh, but I'm interested to see what you've been asked for because some people saying uh, they've been asked for three or four months rent and, and students and that uh, who just certainly wouldn't have eight, nine thousand euro up front uh, to give to a landlord to get into the property they just simply wouldn't have it um, so they're, they're out of the market um, or certainly they're, they're not getting into that property uh, so lots of people having awful problems with rents with increases with being vetted uh, those who are single finding it hard, uh, those who are sharing with friends finding it very difficult, because let's be honest, it's the people, It's as, as Owen did say, it's the professionals, it's the people uh, in the suits and all of that who the landlord is going to favour. Uh, and unfortunately, that makes it very difficult for everybody else. We're back with more of your calls in a couple of minutes. Uh, welcome back. It's Mike Hogan in for all today. Peter Dooley is founder of Dublin's Red, the Dublin's Renters Union. Uh, good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Mike. Uh, now then, we've discussed lots uh, already on the show uh, in relation to these new proposals going before Cabinet today. Um, well, let's start with the uh, deposits and the, the cap on that, Peter. I assume you agree with that. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's well overdue. I think we've been calling for it for the last like, a long number of years about uh, a cap essentially on rent deposits going to landlords uh, because we're hearing the horror stories of people being offered Landlords been offered two, three, four months, up to six months rent in advance for tenants uh, to procure a property. And obviously, you know, experience in the highest rents, most of the highest rents in Europe, and rents haven't doubled in the last 10 years. It's just pushing more people into debt and poverty. Uh, and it, we just think it's, it's, it's well overdue. But like we didn't go further. We think it shouldn't be held by the landlord. It should be held by an independent uh, body who can actually, uh, you know, who can actually deal with a property and deal, deal with a fairly because we've, we're dealing with so many people who, Cannot get the deposit back. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. So you, you think an independent body should hold the deposit when it's given over? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm, think, okay. You know, we need a properly regulated rental market, and I think that's vital to a functioning rental sector uh, where it, it's really fair because the day of actually handing over money, the sort of private landlords for, for you know months in advance and stuff, uh, 
I think it's gone. I think it needs to be regulated property. And, yeah, property and, and, and then, the, then there's the anxiety then for tenants when they're actually uh, vacating the property. Uh, they're sort of saying, oh God, what about that little crack there? And it's a year of wear and tear, to be fair, uh, when a family has lived in a property or whatever, and you're worried then you won't get your deposit back. And that's that caused a lot of anxiety. Peter, by the way, I, and I, I again, excuse my naivety on this one, but... So if you're telling me that some of some of those who you've been talking to are getting up to getting requests of up to six months rent. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, so, quite, so, it's quite it's been quite common, especially among students as well, uh, who to, to get properties. It's absolutely just astronomical. Uh, as one of your previous callers, you just heard one of the previous conversations, one of the callers talking about, um, you know, people that are offering two, three months rent in advance. Uh, and this is this is quite common. And the biggest sort of code for to a massive extent of this has been um, the government, to an extent, because they've offered, for instance, landlords with true housing assistance payments up to two months in advance to secure properties for people. So, um, so, so, so you telling me that some people are being asked for sort of twelve thousand, something like, along those figures, upwards, up front? Even below that, like you know, if you're looking at probably some some I've, I've stories of people within uh, five six thousand euros, they're looking for uh, upfront off off tenants. Like that would be the sort of extreme end of the yeah. market, you know. Uh, wow stuff as well so it's colossal when you think about like the average yeah. median wage in Ireland Mike is 28,000 euro and 50% of people earn below that so it's just uh, pushing more and more people in poverty and it's really low middle income earners who are predominantly renters and sure. they've been hit obviously by, by losing jobs and employment over the last year as well with the lockdowns So obviously the solution here is well for a start is more houses but we all know that's kind of difficult and it's going to take some time and uh, and all of that but you do agree with at least trying to stop the increase of rents where we're getting calls today of people who have had six, seven hundred increases yeah. just out of the blue that should be stopped right? Oh without like, without doubt like we, we've been calling and I've been calling for rent freeze until the crisis of disease I think it's vital uh, now in the current climate with the rent at extortionate levels and as I said more and more people unemployment youth unemployment is over 62% currently uh, it's really inconceivable for anybody to get a property and you're right about the supply issue the supply issue is critical but currently there's a, there's a, there's a massive growth of vacant properties around the city sure. uh, in Ireland as well like I know obviously nationally you had your colleagues on the court previously you spoke about it there's up to uh, our vacancy rate in Ireland is 12% compared to European averages which is 6% and there's a lot of build to rent uh, high price luxury apartments around the city being kept empty to artificially inflate the property values and rents as well. So there's so many people who are struggling for accommodation, sure. but yet you have this, this, these uh, corporate landlords acting with total impunity, and these guys don't pay tax on rent. Should it be a case of use it or lose it? Well, a vacant home tax, I think, is critical. I think countries like, for instance, I'll give you an example. We, Vancouver brought in a vacant home tax a number of years ago. It brought a lot of properties back into the rental market. Uh, Paris is the same. Barcelona wrote, uh, wrote to uh, 14 corporate landlords and he, and he said if you don't rent it out within a month they would buy it for half the market value and use it for public housing for people and this, these are the sort of measures we need we need serious measures to use the supply we have currently and utilise it as best as possible and especially in around the city uh, and you know urban areas as well where villages uh, around Ireland as well I know you're at national radio stations sure. so that people would be are familiar with villages that are empty. Now is the time to use the stuff we have to bring life back into communities, towns and villages. And All right. P- Peter, i got to wrap it up there. Um, I-, I appreciate you coming on though. Peter Dooley, founder of Dublin Renters Union. I appreciate it, Peter. Have a good day. Thanks Take care. Much, See you. Bye-bye. Uh, line wasn't fantastic there, but I hope you could make out uh, the majority of what, what he was saying. Uh, listen, we might continue this afterwards. Also, we're going to be talking about the Irish language. I wanted to put it to Peter as well, uh, just in relation to the landlord. I suppose we can't discount the fact that there are some landlords out there with one property or whatever who you did use as an investment. 
investment, whether you think that's right or wrong, who have also been affected uh, by COVID-19 and the pandemic. Um, and then they're being asked not to increase the rent where, you know, they may feel they have to, to make ends meet or whatever. So look, it's a, it's a, a complex one, all right, uh, but an interesting discussion. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.